When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Broadcasting from beautiful Burbank, California, this is the three things on the Napsuck Files podcast feed. Welcome, everyone, to episode 49 of The Three Things. This is a show that I have three things on my mind, and I talk about them. Uh, see how that works? I have uh, three things in my dumb brain, and then I tell you about them. <laughs> Welcome to 2020. I don't have uh, everything in order. A lot of times I do three things, I'll write them down. I don't write anything out. That's painfully obvious, right? Well, hey, this is on my mind, this is on my mind, and that's on my mind. Not doing it this time. Cutting it loose. Doing this promo live. Calling it in the ring, as they say in wrestling. A lot of you might be listening to the Knapsack Files for the first time in a while, or a long time, so welcome. It's just a weird phenomenon. Uh, There was uh, some employment change for me and some employment changes for friends of mine and non-friends of mine uh, recently uh, that uh, shined a light on a lot of different people and for whatever reason even if you follow me or something I I get a lot of wonderful messages of I didn't know you did this I didn't know you you talked Star Wars on a thing called Force Center I didn't know you had that Amstock Foss that's because I'm bad at marketing it's not that I don't know how to market or know some of the little tricks I should do I just I don't do it. For instance, I wrote a book. It's called Why We Love Star Wars, 388 pages. A very well-researched moments in Star Wars, their meanings, their themes, and the emotional connections to them that I have as a fan, and hopefully you do too. I uh, I don't tell people about that book a lot. I don't know why. I'm tremendously proud. Worked my ass off for that. And then when uh, th- stuff like this happens, uh, I see an amazing uh, tick up in support. So some of you might be listening to this program for the first time. Uh, a lot of times in the like Files, we got guests. That's how this was built. It was an interview show. I got some guests lined, uh, lined up very soon. I say that a lot. Long-time listeners will be like, yeah, 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 Ken, you said that a lot. No, no, I, I got some guests. I got some guests, kids. I have a little more time on my hands. No, no, not, not a lot. I have like two-hour window on Thursday that's now open. Everything else is pretty busy. So the first thing on my mind, I just want to get to it. The first thing on my mind is something that I don't normally, I wouldn't comment on this kind of stuff. And I don't know at this point, I don't know how much I'll say. Because I'm not rolling up the sleeves and getting in the drama. Plus, there's a lot of people listening to this show, maybe even some family members of mine are like, hey, I'm not really on Twitter. What's happening? I... I was a freelance employee, freelance, well, freelance, whatever, freelance host with AB5, those terms, are you got to be very careful with what you're using. Um, 
uh, these days when you talk about freelance. I was a freelance host uh, of uh, Collider Jedi Council, very popular Star Wars show. Been around for a long time. I um, started that uh, when I was a full-time employee for Complex Media, assigned to the Collider brand. And uh, the show had... um, the show had uh, been around uh, since uh, before I got there, and I actually had been on a show called Jedi Alliance with Maude Garrett as part of the Schmozno Network before it became the Popcorn Talk Network, and then they took Maude from me. But I don't say that cynically. Uh, Maude was offered a paid spot to join Jedi Council, and Maude and I were real close to the time as, as co-hosts, and it was like, you got to do this, Maude, because it's money, it's your career, and it was good. And I um, was proud of her then, and... Uh, always be right. One of my favorite people to talk Star Wars with. Not only talk, talk Star Wars, Maude Garrett's one of my favorite people to ever be on air with. Uh, so that happened. And then I joined the show when I went over there. But I wasn't on all the time. I'd show up every now and then. And it was a lot of fun. And then some BS started happening around the show. How we talk about Star Wars changed. We didn't necessarily change, but everyone around it. And everyone's got an opinion. And everyone's got a show. And everyone thinks they know how to do this. And and other people actually do know how to do this. And they do it quite well. And, and it just got all messy. It just got messy and it stopped being fun for a lot of us on the show. Then some people left, the show changed, um, and I was uh, let go of col- uh, by Complex Media, which I always want to be clear. I was let go by Complex Media, and the new owners of Collider said, hey, we, we, we can't bring you on, which, by the way, I, I was told that was a strong possibility. Put a pin in that. So anyways, I've been on Collider Jedi Council for two years as a co-host. Uh, then I started doing more. It seemed like sometimes I was the lead. Sometimes I was doing, uh, was definitely co-producing the show a lot. Which, by the way, when I say co-producing, we didn't we didn't do uh, put a lot into it. <laughs> I remember one time there was a controversy. One of our cast members accidentally didn't uh, give credit to a website or something. And then I got some notes from a, a friend. It was just doing good work standing up for another friend, but was just like, you know, you guys, I, I know you guys produce that show and you, it's, it's you know, like, man, I show up 10 minutes before and I go to set and we don't talk about anything. We just do it. I'm not saying that's the best way to do it, but that's how that show was run. Then uh, I got a chance to take over the show uh, in November and I, it was a weird situation. I was ready to leave emotionally, uh, ready just to not do it anymore. I was ready for force center to be the only spot that I was going to talk Star Wars. Force Center has been a podcast that's been in existence since 2015. Me, Jennifer Landa, Joseph Scrimshaw, all came together various ways. I met Scrimshaw at a, at a convention, LA Comic Con. She had her beer. Number one, the guy just entertained the hell out of me on this panel, and I'm a comic. I don't laugh at other people, right? Even if I find them funny, I'll be, oh, I'll be analyzing it. Oh, okay. It was a funny beat. Scrimshaw just made me just laugh several times on this panel, and I didn't know him, and he was friends with some friends of mine, Audrey Kearns, um, Grant Imahara, Matt Key. They were on this panel. I was there to support them, and then who's this guy? And we found out we just got along great on Star Wars, and, and a lot of things, but we got along great on Star Wars. Jennifer Landa, when Maude Garrett left Jedi Alliance, I was like, who should be my co-host? I didn't know Jennifer, but I, I watched her videos. She was great. Her Star Wars videos, some other things. Uh, she would do and she would dance and she does these videos where she just dances in, in Grand Central Station and she's just great free spirit, talented person and reached out, just reached out a bit. Hey, would you want to come to Jedi Alliance? Thinking, 
I think if it works out, if this guest appearance works out, I think I, I would love to host the show with uh, Jennifer Landon. Phil Svitek was kind of in charge of things over there at Popcorn Talk at, at a while. And Phil's going to be a guest on the show here very soon. And I pitched to Phil. Phil's like, I mean, this is great. I trust you. Let's get bring her in as a guest. And, and we hadn't told her this yet. And she walked in and she was like pregnant. <laughs> like the, the, all right, we got We'll have a doctor on staff ready for this show. She was pregnant. She did the show. She's great. She's so great. And so, you know, it just wasn't the right time. Brought her back into Force Center. And her, me, her, me, Joseph kind of co-created this brand and we love doing it. It's podcast only for the most part now. That could change. We don't know. Uh, anyways, that's been my home for Star Wars. Jedi Council was always fun. It was this thing. And then it just turned into this weird thing where everyone, no, just the, you know, I'll say it. I hate saying this word sometimes, but the, the shill thing came up and it's like, it's, it's so stupid. That's the, f- if you believe in shills on shows in this, t- you know, you might find specific cases where you could maybe prove it. You can't really. Uh, it, it's the flat earther of train of thought. That's how, that's how silly it is. But, you know, uh, a YouTube channel made some jokes about it. And it was funny stuff, by the way. No, everyone forgets that. When it first hit, me and Ellis and Harloff were on a show on Schmo's No going, this, this is really funny stuff. That's, uh, then it just, the fan base just took it. And so then it, it'd be every Thursday I dreaded. I dreaded every Thursday. Not for anyone on the show with me, uh, but just uh, talking Star Wars on that, in that space on YouTube to that particular audience. Uh, there's a lot of people like I, I moved to L.A. to be a screenwriter, do sketch comedy, do stand up comedy. I've done all those things. I've been in big meetings. I've had jobs that I've lost. I've, I've had auditions where I've got roles in movies and lost. I, I'm not much of an actor. You know what I mean? But uh, I've been close. I've got a show that's been it's, uh, I wish I could tell you what's going on. It's so close, but it's been 10 years on me. I didn't come here to be on YouTube shows in L.A., but it happened and it became a viable industry. And I only have a career up because of it now. I only have a career. In, in this industry, because Christian Harloff and Mark Ellis said, would you want to produce the Schmoes No podcast? And things took off from there. But I started in radio in the 90s. I've done stand-up for years. I've done all these. I was in the Groundlings training program. I did sketch comedy. I wrote sketches with Kristen Wiig and Mikey Day and Nicole Randall Johnson and, and uh, Bevue, Melinda Hill, a bunch of people who are just doing great things out there. And, you know, so that's been my career. And this pops up, and it just wasn't fun. I dreaded every Thursday. There's probably a lot of you listening now who've been fans of the show for a while, uh, Jetta Council. And you might, you might, I don't mean to take joy away from you. Me and a lot of people hated. It was like roulette, Russian roulette. Who's going to be on the show today? Now, I had to be on every week because I was getting, getting paid a small fee to be on the show. But some of the in-house people, like it was like, oh, John Shortstraws. We don't want to do it. We don't want to do it. Just because it didn't matter what, it didn't matter what you said. I could say, man, I really loved uh, Last Jedi, because I do. It's my second favorite Star Wars film. Oh, I'm just hate, 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 hate. That I could say, uh, I don't know, as I, as I kind of do, I don't like The Mandalorian as much as other people. I really like it. There's some great stuff in there. Don't get me wrong. But they won't hear that. They'll hear me go, I don't know. I, 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 I'm not connecting to it as much as other people. Boom, hate, 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 hate. And, and that's part of it, right? That's part of it. But it's like a heckler at a comedy show. No, it's not part of it. It's not part of it. That just people feel it's part of it. So I, the show just wasn't going. And then some changes happened. And I'm not going to give you any of the inside of the business. A lot of people, I've seen a lot of videos. I don't do this often. But this weekend, because of what happened this weekend, if anyone knows what happened, uh, you will maybe talk, touch upon it. I don't know where my mind's going right now. But I got, got into something, <laughs> which I don't normally do, which means you have to be pretty stupid for me to get involved, for me to 
stop playing MLB The Show on a Saturday morning and put my coffee, cup of coffee down to tweet at you. It means I was angry. Uh, so I don't know. I don't even know where I'm going. But it, it, it just... A lot of so I was watching this. A lot of people watch these videos. I watch these videos, and they got theories on what went wrong and what. How did this happen? And who? And so and so left, and they saw this coming. And so and so left because they saw this coming. And, and none of you know. None of you really know. It's like it's why I stopped talking about pro wrestling, especially once I got into pro wrestling. You can praise it and go on podcasts. I want you. I want you to love pro wrestling because I love pro wrestling. But when you hear some people too much going, well, here's what they did. The, the WWE, uh, you know, they're burying this wrestler. You, you don't know. You don't. Which is why I don't like to get involved in too much of the Star Wars talk that's behind the scenes. Well, there was this meeting with Kathleen Kennedy. You don't know, and I'll tell you what. There's some things I do know. Because people involved have told me or told friends, and I've been, and it doesn't matter. Should, it should that's not how you? That's not film criticism. Is knowing some me, the minutes of a business meeting, and I, uh, it, it burned. I just was getting upset all weekend. All it ruined my way. It, it pity me. You know, it was the worst things in the world. And we're going to talk about that, anyways. But this is the headline. This is what everyone wants to hear. So, anyways, two months ago when some changes happened, I decided to stay on. I was getting ready to leave. I was like emotionally ready to leave and not do Jedi Council anymore. But uh, an offer was put on the table, a fair financial offer, but also a contingent on some things that I put forth. I said, well, I want to bring two people I admire very much, Emma Fife and Andres Cabrera, onto the show as my co-hosts. It's not my show. It is our show. In fact, I want to bring them up to the point. They're very capable, wonderful people. But I want to bring them up because I do understand I have a little bit of currency in this in, in the Star Wars digital media world. Build the show. Eventually, going to build a show around them, and eventually, I'll probably duck out. Or as they say in wrestling, I'll take a powder. And we we're going to do some other Star Wars content and everything. And it didn't happen. It didn't happen. And I find out. I found out driving in uh, to work, and and then the world, not the world. Well, the world's on fire. Literally, we're going to talk about perspective in a second. But uh, the the digital media world and fans of all these things are rightfully upset, and they're rightfully confused, and they rightfully want answers. I don't think you need to get all the answers. Uh, I don't think you're, you should get them, quite frankly. Uh, and I normally, I, I don't get involved in that stuff, man. I don't. Because number one, there's no business. Uh, there, there's no guarantee in business. Me and Mark Fernandez, and I will say his name. I don't like to do this much, but Mark Fer- Fernandez and I, uh, number one, I'll say this. We've never been like, I don't know if we're going to exchange Christmas cards, but that doesn't mean we don't like each other. He employed me. He took a big chance on me back in 2016, not really knowing who I was. And my time at Collider wasn't my f- favorite time in my life, but that was more on me, other people working there. Um, I could I could run down a list of things I didn't like uh, that Fernandez and his team did, but I could also tell you it doesn't matter. And I say all that to just put a frame, frame of Like, again, I, I like Mark and I have a great times. Riding in a in a stripper club limo to the Last Jedi premiere is one of my great memories. Where we, there was a clerical air, a clerical air, and me, Fernandez, and Harloff, and Dennis Zen are going to the Last Jedi premiere in one of those 
uh, bus limos with with lights and neon lights, and it looked like we were in a bachelor party and had hired a strip. It was embar- It was so embarrassing. We got put into a different line because the, the the people there didn't think we had red carpet access. We did, and and and, and Fernandez and I had a great life. So, and we're dolphin fans, and we talk, and 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 I, I'll you know needle him about his uh, Revenge of the Sith being his favorite Star Wars film. He'll need, needle me about Last Jedi being so high on my list. Uh, point being, when I say we're not. Exchanging Christmas cards doesn't mean we're like against each other. It just means like, hey, we worked good. He employed me. Uh, but I'm going to say this. Uh, he never lied to me. Never once. He always put some business decisions out there and said, hey, this is going to, this is what it's going to be. And when we agreed, when I agreed to stick around and help build this new Collider Jedi Council, there was no guarantees. And the business, not the Collider business, but the business that we're in, this digital media, media discussion world, is exploding and falling apart around us. At the time of this recording, College Humor just announced they're laying off 100 people and basically closing up shop. There's a couple more big brands and companies that I know I'm waiting. I know they're coming to an end. It's not just a collider thing. So all your theories about why it didn't work, some of them might be true, quite frankly. Some of them is. Some of your theories are true, quite frankly. But there's no guarantees. And so I understand the fervor and the fever of the fans. I just got to ask you maybe to consider, and it's by now, I, and by the way, I intentionally waited to record this. I intentionally waited to record this because I wanted some of the fervor to die down. If I put this out Saturday afternoon, it'd be replayed everywhere and all this bullshit. I will say, so uh, get back to the main point here, man. There was When I got that call, it was business, and I understood it. And I had no ill will, Ill will towards Mark Fernandez. He'll be the first to tell you when he's t- made some mistakes in business. He'll be the first to tell you when some of the big swings he's taken have succeeded. And if I'm in charge of a company out of, you know, and it's my ass on the line and it's my money and my investors and things aren't working, you damn well better believe I reserve the right to change it. Now, how you handle that change and how you announce it and how you address it, all up for debate. Uh, Some things I don't think handled very well. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. On that morning, I got the call. My pocketbook was the one taking the hit more than anything. I was spiritually ready to go on. Don't cry for me, Argentina, as I always say. But I moved on. Other people were affected. Other people, but that is business. That is business. When I left my very comfortable day job that I didn't love, but I was very good at, and was offered a big promotion the day I decided to officially accept Screen Junkie's offer to to leave, actually technically defy media. You got to remember that. I didn't work for Screen Junkies. I worked for Defy Media and was assigned to the Screen Junkies brand. When I accepted that offer, there was no guarantees. In fact, when I was hired, someone said, look, this might not work out. We know you're quitting your job that you've worked for 17 years and have worked your way up to a very nice suit and tie management position. If this doesn't work out, we will have to cut you. And I said, I agree. And I'm taking that risk. So... Specifically to what happened, and uh, you're all upset, and you're all, uh, you know, I, I want you to do what you want to do. Is if you want to unsubscribe to a channel, you unsubscribe to a channel. You don't want to watch their content, you don't watch their content. 
If you want to get mad at uh, the people left behind or the people in charge, do that. I still have friends that work there. And I'll say this. If the opportunity arose, I would go back and work for Mark Fernandez at Collider more than I would some other people. And I just think you all need to know that. I like to think I have some currency, some trust, some integrity with you, my listeners, especially people who've been around, to believe the words I'm saying. So I thought that was behind me. There was a bad tweet that happened there. Someone who just, you know, <laughs> I've sat on a lot of feelings about and, and then I just saw it and I just could for, and I did that for the production guy who has no Patreon page, who has no a live stream live stream show to go to who has no other jobs to go to right now. I did it for him because he's a good dude and, but it's part of business, but it's part of business. And I just, I, I, this sounds like I'm defending a, companies and corporations and, and that puts that puts in a weird spot, but I just, I just got to tell you there's perspective on things. There's no guarantees. No job should be guaranteed. I, 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 you know, and I didn't have a contract and they didn't offer one. I didn't ask for one. So that's on me. It's not on them. That's on me. You could say, you could, Point them at their direction, but that's on me, right? Things should be on us. I knew the guarantees when I took it. I knew what was, I was trying to accomplish when I stayed behind Jedi, to Jedi Council, and I knew I knew it was going to happen. Oh, I knew every week we were going to get a lot of people saying, this show isn't as good as it used to be. This show isn't good. I know Star Wars better than anyone out there in the world that doesn't work for Lucasfilm, not named Joseph Scrimshaw. I know it better than anyone. I knew what I was doing with that show. I knew what we were going to do with that show. And I wish to God you all got a chance to see it, but you didn't. But I'm not bitter about it. I'm not bitter about it. And you shouldn't be either because there's no guarantees in life. I guess maybe that's the first thing on my mind. I just wanted to put that out there. Um, put that circumstance, put the, put the job, you know, follow the creators, follow the personalities. You don't necessarily need to follow the companies, but Follow the companies. If I wanted people to follow me, what I was doing, Jedi Council, I really believed in it. We had some cool things possibly coming, uh, you know. But you gotta—it's just the way it is. This digital media industry is, is, is a house of cards. It's built on sand, and the part of the problem is you're seeing a lot of creators out there, and they brag and they act like they're—they're they're the ones succeeding because they're alone in their house. And a lot of them are alone in their houses in other areas of the country where the, the, the rent market and the sale price market is a lot better than what we have here. So you could live stream and do your daily uh, pop culture media discussion show and your rent's $800 for a four-bedroom house where I'm out here paying 3000 for a two-bedroom or something like that, you know? It's harder to make it out here. And never forget that, too. But, too, they're not not—they're doing it independently. And kudos, by the way, because I think this is the only way to succeed right now in this digital media world. It has all changed. And what happens? Things start organically. This is great. we got some people commenting. They're live streaming their video games. They're in their room talking to cameras. Hey, guys, they're doing that. And what's going to happen? Companies are going to come in and say, how can we make money off of this? They're going to come in. They're going to invest. And they're going to get bloated. I'd walk around Defy Media. Now, forget what happened. Defy Media had some shady stuff going on behind it that we none of us knew. Maybe the top, I mean, we're talking corrupt stuff, right? It was, it was bad, but we didn't know that at the time. But it was, it was, and they would divide, divide and conquer with some of their people in their uh, MCN. But um, for the bit, like I was at a five media port, I, I would walk in there first. And I mean, there's a hundred people in there. There's a hundred people in there. 
And this is why I get, sometimes you hear me get a little grumpy. Ken, hey, um, why don't you put your show on YouTube? I don't have all the equipment. I don't have the space. I don't have the time. And, and sometimes you get mad, uh, you know, and again, I'm, this is, I'm, I'm David Harbour. I'm grumpy. Or every, not necessarily that Harbour's grumpy, that every character he plays is, is grumpy, including the one in the James Bond series, uh, Quantum of Solace. Um, I get sometimes now when I do put stuff on YouTube or, uh, or, or would not, not, not my, my, not my personal stuff, but screen junkies or collider, like a show I would be on someone, there's a technical problem. And then I'd get tweeted, can you, you the things, the, the things wrong. And it's like, man, I, I did the show. I produced the show. I hosted the show. I walked off set. A TriCaster guy gave a file to an editor, uh, 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 sometimes an assistant editor, that assistant editor, uh, perhaps some things, gave it to the editor, some edits were made and fixed. And it was given to a content manager. And then the content manager uploaded it, made sure it got up and scheduled. Then a promotions manager made sure that a tweet and a, a thumbnail got made and that every appropriate SEO, uh, word was put into the description of the, of the YouTube video. Then the YouTube video goes up. And if something goes wrong, there's like eight people between me and the video. And, my point in that is, is the independent people, the ones who are out in Wisconsin doing it by themselves or out in Florida doing it by themselves, God bless it, they should not change. They should keep doing that. And I don't care if there's a spewing bullshit on air. They should be there by themselves. That's how you're going to make it. That is how you're going to make it. Because what's happened is I'd walk around to find media, look around and go, whoa, hey, we at Schmoes, we're working with ourselves for free, trying to figure it out. And over here, I got, uh, you know, a team of 45 to make one video. No wonder it failed. Everything's run on advertising. That's how life works. Sometimes I wish it didn't. And if it's, uh, you know, a public NPR, or a, I grew up watching KCET, a local, uh, you know, public access channel here in L.A., and they do their pledge drives. And every, every year I make fun of it as a kid growing up or be upset. Why is Sesame Street's not on? But why is this person asking? Why is Gordon asking for money? Uh, Big Bird's telling me to donate my allowance. This is just where we are. I'm someone who, uh, you know, I guess call me a big raging capitalist, but I want to succeed and succeed to the most I can. I can and uh, I want to get a, mu- a bunch of money to, to help all my friends and help you. Uh, I want to cancel my Patreon page and I want to go, uh, you know, to a cabin in the woods when it's all done and, and live out my days in peace, right? I should be allowed to do that. And we have the ability to do that. But this industry just exploded and it always was going to be. We all, we'd all look around because, again, I'm not someone – I was doing this in my room in, in Alabama or New York or Washington, uh, outside Seattle. I'm not out there doing it on my own in my in my good low-rent uh, apartment, which is probably a luxury apartment compared to what's going on down here. Just doing this on my own schedule, getting a lot of sponsorship deals or influencer deals or YouTube money back in the day, which, as we all know now, is not as good. That is that is completely different than someone like me who moved to L.A. to write movies, to perform comedy, to create TV shows, to write a book. And all of a sudden, this springs up around us in 2007, 2008. I, you, when Christian Harloff and Mark Ellis started reviewing movies on YouTube, I will tell you, to a man, to a woman, to a child, to a dog, to a cat, to a ferret, to whoever is listening, when Mark and Christian started reviewing movies on YouTube, they were laughed out of the building by all of us. 
they were laughed out of the building. We could not understand it. What are you two doing? Christian, you're a great comic. You, you work for Silver Pictures and Susan Downey. You're, you're on the fast track to being a producer of big movies. Ellis, you're an up-and-coming comic. You're really funny. You're getting commercials. You guys are reviewing movies on the internet? On YouTube? These cat videos and uh, that Lazy Sunday video? What are you doing? They saw it. They were ahead. They were in the right place at the right time. And then all of us started doing it. So it's a different pursuit out here for us. It's part of the business. And it blew up. Like, I, I you know, I believe me, man. I, I, you know, I had a show get optioned early in the day, you know, that, that didn't take it. Some I've never even really talked about. It was a little internet show. We, we, you know, with the early days of it, like we're talking 09, 010 range. And we thought, yeah, it's great. And the offer was $1,500 to produce. That did, that didn't mean me and my co-creators of which there were three, there was three of us, four of us total created this show. We, uh, <laughs> we were like, great. We're going to be rich this month. We knew it wasn't going to be a lot of money, but hey, this month is going to be good. And they're like $1,500, and you have to use that money to make the show. We were going to lose money on the show that we sold. It never happened. Never happened. Uh, so this started popping up, and it was, so it was natural. And the next thing, like the job I got with Defy Media, the one that got me out of the day job that I wanted to get out for so long did not exist when I started the job. I couldn't possibly... Uh, envisioned that this job would work. And so then it, it happened and it's been great and it became something real. And it's a real industry out here. But it always, we'd be looking around. And as I know I go off on tangents, but we'd be looking around. We'd be in the break rooms going, look at this spread of food they're getting for us. Look at this coffee machine that's here. Look at, I mean, we're talking, the one at Defy Media, I took videos of it occasionally, I put it on Instagram in the early days. Like, like, woo, it was like having a Starbucks in a box, you know? it was going to burst and it's bursting all around. So what is left is all of, uh, all of you who support us. Independence is the way. And I'm not, I'm not throwing any shade at these independent creators. I've seen a lot of them out there. They throw, they throw shade at these companies like Collider and they have all these theories why it didn't work. And again, I, I understand from their perspective, but they ain't us. They're in a room. They're in a car. They're doing a podcast with their friends out in the East Coast, and they're not out here pursuing Hollywood dreams, right? And, and tell you what, don't do it. <laughs> Stay where you are. I tell Alex Damon of Star Wars Explained a lot. Every once in a while, he'll say, I don't know, we thought, you know, it looks like you got so much fun out here in L.A. Molly and I have thought about moving. No, don't. Don't. They're doing great out there outside Atlanta. Don't come out here. Unless you're prepared. And even then, Adjust on the fly. Because there's no guarantees. There's no guarantees. And you out there listening have things in your life, relationships, jobs, situations, or you take a chance on something. Move somewhere. There's no guarantees that it works out, and you have to go forward from that. I talked about I did my first broadcast of 2020. Talked a lot about this thing about The Rock and his idea of he lives every day with his back to the wall so that way he can only go forward. And, and uh, that's something that's inspiring me right now. I recorded that before and released it just before I found out the news the next day. So a lot of people write me like, oh, was that in response to it? No, I, we didn't know. The Collider thing, by the way, wasn't a surprise. It wasn't like you went, really? Things are going so great around here. 
It's quite the other way. It was like, ah, the, the time has finally come. And again, go to the top. I, 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 I was like, yeah, yeah. Mark did. Mark made the right call. He might not have handled it the best way, but I'll tell you what, he made the right call. So there's no guarantees, and that leads me, I guess, my second thing on my mind. I've said this kind of stuff before, and I said something recently on a panel, and I don't know, maybe I, maybe I, uh, maybe I said this before, but I'm gonna say it here right now because it fits. Talk, I was on a panel, Claudia Dolph, our friend uh, Claudia Dolph, um, puts together a panel on, uh, at uh, WonderCon or LA Comic Con, and it was like how to make it in digital media, and we were on there, and we were giving, there was a lot of little vices, and sometimes things catch fire, and you don't know, and you can't predict, and a podcast gets popular, and you, you can't imagine it, why it got, it just got popular, you know, it just happens, and those things are going to happen. You can't plan for that a lot. You can, you can just do your content. A lot of people ask, can I want to start a podcast? What should I do? Just start it. It's so easy to do it now. Go to Anchor. I really believe in them because you can do it all on your phone. You don't need fancy equipment. To, you know, if you have a little extra money, get one of those like $150 like dynamic mics you can plug into your phone. Makuga and I have recorded some episodes of the afternoons with that. Scrimshaw have recorded and I have recorded some four center episodes on the road at Celebration and on those mics into our phones and they're great. If I had had that 15 years ago, my God, my life would have been different, right? There's so, so much celebrate about this digital media era so do it just do it but you can't plan for um how i'd like to be my favorite murder georgia and karen did not know they were going to be my favorite murder you know it just happened and there's those are two individuals that have had a lot of success in the business and other things and getting jobs that you think that's it so all that to say we as i said in this panel one time uh it came to me, and, and I was sitting next to the great Bonnie Burton, previous guest on the show, and it's like, I said to the audience, just remember this, and this is what I want to say to all of you listening right now, because it applies to all of you, not just people losing their jobs in digital media. None of those things define us. None of those things define who we are. A job title, a hosting gig, a relationship, a financial status. None of those define us. Either way. Poor, rich, unemployed, employed, in love, out of love. None of that defines you. You define you. And you can constantly redefine yourself. And you can constantly figure out what's next. And you constantly can ask yourself, who am I? And what I want to put out there. So for me, in the latter part of 2017... When we are hearing a lot of things that were potentially going to be happening to the Collider brand, someone had been uh, let go that brought a breath of fresh air to the company. We were like, oh, this is, we might have, this is good now. We can start doing some great things. And, and then the company, uh, the complex started to kind of go. And there's quite, quite, quite frankly things that none of you really deserve to know because it all happened while we were there behind closed doors, business meetings, all those things. But, as I take one of those annoying deep breaths, I do. We we had started getting word. The end was nigh. And there was a, we're going to move, you're all going to, we're going to shrink and move you to the Beverly Hills complex office and dra drastically change the program and everything. And last second, Fernandez came in, some investors and, and bought it, which, you know, I, I'd like to think he, he felt he should have felt appreciated by us, not necessarily the fans, but by us during that time. Um, but it wasn't for me to continue. And I was upset. 
I was upset. He, he had to do what he had to do, but I was upset it, 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 because I, I didn't know who I was. And that's not on him. It's not on Collider. It's not on anything but me. We live in an era where every hobby you have can be monetized. So it leaves you without yourself. Who are you when the cameras aren't on? Who are you when you're not at a party? Who are you when you're not scraping along to try to survive? Find out that. And I had to find that out in January of 2018. I freaked out. I lived a year on my credit card. So I mean, quite frankly, still am. Definitely paying it. And I took a big risk. I bet on myself. I think it's starting to pay off. Not necessarily financially, but it's paying off. And that wouldn't have happened. Now, going back, if you go back to December 2017, if, if, you, if you were to come, well, Ken, uh, you're about to get laid off. It's going to be a great thing for you. Uh, you'll have to go into tremendous debt. Sometimes you won't know where your next meal's coming from, and you'll have to ask your uncle and mother and father for money in your 40s. Um, but you're going you're gonna, to, at the end of this, find out that you're a better person, and you're going to learn from the mistakes. Oh, by the way, Ken, you did lose this job, but uh, you made some mistakes that kind of made it easy for them and that you don't want to face. If you had told me that in December 27, I'd be like, F you, keep my job. But I got kicked out of the plane. It kicked out of the plane. A lot of people getting kicked out of planes. Not just jobs, but situations. You turn the corner and something changes drastically in your life and you have to find out who you are because there's no guarantees. Even in love, even with prenups, even with I do's, there's no guarantees. You can't live your life thinking that you deserved all of this. You have to earn it. Then you can deserve it. But you can't live your life thinking, all this makes me. Because it isn't. It isn't. All is fleeting. I talked about perspective. I talked about it a little bit on last week's show. People I know burying their wives, burying their mothers, burying their friends. Bombs dropping on bases. Tension in the air. Earthquakes, fires, a lot of problems in the world. Have that perspective. Now, that doesn't mean, I'll tell you this, it does not mean that you cannot go and enjoy a movie or that you cannot tweet about a movie or promote your podcast or tweet a joke about some donut that you dropped on your lap. No. No, I said this over on Five Extra Minutes, which is my Patreon-only show uh, that's weekly. You know, World War II, this crazy, crazy, insane time, the world on fire... Major League Baseball kept going. They thought about canceling it, but they kept going. They brought in players that weren't as great as the ones that had gone off to fight. Uh, some entrepreneurs started uh, the Women's Professional Baseball League, watch a league of their own. But they kept it going. It was important to the fabric of our society, not because we all need to watch a baseball game, but because we all need to process the crazy things going on in the world. So don't feel bad about that. Have the perspective. And I think there should be some perspective. As everyone was up in the arm, up in arms about some freelance internet hosts losing their job, I'm included in that. I, 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 people were so upset. Some drastic things started happening in the world. And that's not a comment on the things, by the way. The world's complicated. It's okay to not have an immediate expert opinion about all the 
things going on in the world, by the way. In the middle of that, people were ups- upset, and I get it, and don't feel bad about that, but have the perspective. Have perspective. My old boss every day, I've said this before, I know. I'm going to get a shirt that says I've said this before. But when you've been podcasting since 2013, sometimes it's like I'm that guy at the party sometimes who tells you the same story you heard seven times, and I feel bad about it. But at my old day job, my old boss, the one I worked with for about eight months, who was a big mentor to me, still talked to him, lives out in Florida, retired police lieutenant. Every day he'd show up to work. And he had some stuff going on in his life that I found out later that was really horrible at the time. And also a back pain. That's why he had to leave the police department. He had three back surgeries, a lot of pain. But he'd walk around. He'd come in every day. Say, good morning, Ked. What are you doing? How you doing? Life's great. I got your coffee, dude. Let's go for a walk in the mall. And that was his catchphrase. I got your coffee, dude. I say that now. Recent friend of mine, he's had some employment issues. Um life issues and he was texting me and I just said, man, I got you lunch, dude. And it's not just the act. It's not just the act of going to lunch and treating your friend to lunch. It's a, it's an emotional proclamation. It is a, it's a, it's a declaration of safety. So who are you in your life this week? Going to say, I got your lunch, dude. I got your coffee, dude. Who around you needs you to come up to them and go, we're going to give you that comforting that sense of comfort, that comforting interaction, some perspective on the world. Sometimes it's all we need. I don't want perspective to always have to come from Australia burning or earthquakes in Puerto Rico or threats of war. I don't want that to be the perspective or death or loss. But sometimes I just think you need to come along in life, have someone put their hand on your shoulder and say, hey, man, you lost your job, you broke. Your love life's DOA now. Um, but it's okay. Because none of that is who you are. So that's been my weekend. It's been my week. And I'm in a great spot. Struggling, working hard, scraping, working on some cool things I can't wait to announce. Some, some of them, by the way, might never happen. Might never happen. But it's okay, because none of it defines me. I want to thank a lot of you, a bunch of you, man, new Patreon supporters. Because of what happened, and again, it's this weird, It's I, I live on a weird thin wire sometimes. Some of the things I say, some of the things I experience. I, I, I don't want people to worry about me too much following what happened with Collider Jedi Council and all that stuff. But at the same time, there's been an giant just swell of support and I I got close to 50 new Patreon supporters and that's important to me it's important to me not just because it's cash money's coming across it's important to me because the investment in this direct-to-consumer era because that's how I'm going to keep plying my trade because I want to keep plying this trade so your support means the world I'm happy you're here sorry sometimes I get grumpy if I'm like (laughs) Where am I talking about Star Wars? I've been talking about Force Center, uh, Star Wars and Force Center for, f- for five years. Get over there. Go listen to the afternoons of Josh and Ken. Go listen to Casterly Talk. Buy my book. All those things. So I apologize if sometimes I seem a little grumpy about that. Just go to my website, KenNapsock.com. If you're kind of new around these parts, you want to find out. Hopefully soon, Mark Ellis and I are announcing some comedy dates, and I'll be hopefully announcing some for myself, uh, all those good things. Um, 
But all these supporters, that's been a blessing. And to those of you who are listening who are also rallying around uh, people like John Roca, Mark Riley, Roxy Stryer, and the like, uh, thank you too. Because in January 2018, I was informed at 2 o'clock on a Friday that you're done. Sorry, the end has come. And I was upset. I went across the street and I got drunk. Mark Ellis met all of us there and gave us Wood Ranch gift cards. If, just in case you don't believe that he's one of the greatest humans ever. And I didn't know what to do. My life fell apart. And I lost my other part-time job a week later when I was actually employed as a, as a host for the show Daily Thrones on, on Anchor. And I had nothing. And I had nothing. But none of it defined me. And I got to go on because all of you rallied around me. So a lot of you are doing that now to friends of mine. And that's great. For those that listen to this podcast and are like, eh, Ken, I'm not sure what you're talking about. You don't need to know. Just f- concentrate on the themes here. Because I'm sure it applies to your life. And go find someone this week. Someone in your life that needs it and say... Got your lunch, dude. Man, woman, or child. I got your lunch, dude. Because that means you're there for them. We are going to be focusing a lot on shows on the Knapsack Files just at the end of shows, some charities to, to highlight, places to put your money if you want to help, or put your time if you want to help. With the fires in Australia going on, um, I don't have a specific place right now uh, to donate. Grace and I have selected one, um, but I'm looking around at some different ones. So we're just going to go there in general. Don't worry and get caught up in the hows and the whys. Just know that there are people and there are animals, uh, cultures and, and communities being affected by what's going on. And sometimes we get caught up in debates as to why. Well, it's happening because of this. When it's, happen- it's not happening because of that. Shh. It's people in need. Help them. Find the charity of choice for the Australian fires. That's our, our homework for this week here in the Napsack Files. Uh, and we're going to uh, keep on that too. In fact, I'm going to be, uh, during the year, uh, we'll be talking more. Actually, I've been some um, uh, Patreon supporters of mine calling in with some of their charities of choice and all those kind of things. I hope this wasn't a downer of the episode. Most of the time, I just play silly characters on podcasts now. That's what I like doing more than anything. Mysteries and the Unexplained will come back. Dutch Allen, he's on his way back. Motivations with Ken on YouTube, it's on its way back. That's mostly what I want to do. And some great interviews. I got some good people coming in. Uh, I got really sick towards the end of the year, too, and that uh, canceled some episodes. So we're back on that. That's it for now. I hope you enjoyed it. Let me know. I'm going to go have have a good dinner tonight. Treat yourself to good dinner sometimes. Sometimes tell yourself, I got your dinner, dude. I think we all need that, too. Go define yourselves, my friends. See you next time. Here on the Knapsack Files.